1: I'm J.W. Cox, filling in this week for Scott Peterson. Coming up, Eminent News Director Tasha Radel details a new report that showed an increase in anxiety and depression in 2020. Sports Director Mike Grimm sits down for a preview of the upcoming 3M Open and the State Fair looking to put money in the hands of both job seekers and Minnesota Ag students. But first, this. State Representative John Thompson, a St. Paul Democrat who is black, at the center of controversy this week after he was stopped 4th of July in St. Paul for not having a front license plate on the vehicle he was driving. Eminence Bill Werner recaps.
2: J.W., as a starting point, let's listen to key excerpts from the officer's body cam footage, which was made public this week.
3: Why such a hurt I don't think I took off like a bad out of here. I just drove off. Okay. you. Do you got
4: your prison insurance with you? I do. In my phone. All right. I'm actually the yep. current state representative in this district right here, man. That makes you a got a Wisconsin country. license?
2: Yeah. Wisconsin license. I'm mm-hmm. state representative John Thompson.
4: Okay. I'll be right back.
2: All
3: right. Hey, sorry. Sorry, I took a little thank long. You so but
4: much. so here's your license to my card. You're suspended in Minnesota. No. That's what the computer says. If it's wrong, you have
0: to
3: deal with the thank DVS. You. Thank so you. Where'd you pull me over again?
4: Uh, no front plate. Thank and then the way you, you took me. off from. Man,
3: I go, way to go back there. There. i'm too old to, to run from the police man you profile me because you looked me
4: dead in the face and i got a ticket for driving while black you pulled me over because you saw a black face in this car brother and you know there's no way in here i'm taking off with you behind me you looked at me in this car you looked in this car and busted you turned and got behind my car on, and that's the reason why you, i know i know but what, what i'm saying is what you're doing is wrong to black men. You need to no. stop that. Thank you so much. But this ticket you know I mean? means nothing to me. No, no, no. no. I'm going to always have a great day. What All I'm right. saying to you is stop racially profiling black men in their cars, sir. Stop doing that. Profile. Yes, you
3: were. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. You, you saw a black you, man you driving in this car. I I, it don't you make no difference. You pull really me over profiling. because you're profiling me. Thank Good you night.
2: so much. You Representative Thompson later said, quote, we're still getting driving while black tickets here in this state. As a matter of fact, in St. Paul, Police Chief Todd Axtell responded, he reviewed that body camera video and spoke to the officer who cited Thompson and concluded the stop, quote, had absolutely nothing to do with the driver's race. Axtell added, the traffic stop was by the books. I'm dismayed and disappointed by the state representative's response to the stop. Thompson responded in the body cam video, quote, you won't see the officer do anything that isn't by the book, but the issue is we need to rewrite the book. Thompson got criticism not only from Republicans but also from some fellow Democrats. In a written statement, Minnesota DFL Party Chairman Ken Martin said he was disappointed by Thompson's recent actions and went on to say, quote, It is important for people in positions of power and influence to model the type of behavior we expect from everyone. Representative John Thompson fell short of that standard, unquote Minnesota DFL Party Chairman Ken Martin. The Wisconsin driver's license that Thompson presented to the officer during the traffic stop also brought up the question, which state did he live in when he was elected to the Minnesota House last November? Pioneer Press reported Thompson has had a valid Wisconsin driver's license since 2000 and most recently renewed it in November of 2020, the same month as the election. Republican Senator Mary Kiffmeyer from Big Lake asked Democratic Secretary of State Steve Simon what process he used to verify Thompson's Minnesota residency when he filed as a candidate. Thompson initially gave an address in his district, then crossed it off and wrote in a P.O. box. Secretary of State Simon says state law allows candidates to keep their residence private, adding his office does not have, quote, investigative or law enforcement powers of the kind that Republican Senator Kiffmeyer's letter suggests. Thompson supporters rallied in the state capitol rotunda this week to a Garraway Allen with families supporting families against police violence, saying
3: We deserve an apology right. from the St. Paul Police Department and all of the rest of these departments that are involved in these murders.
2: Civil rights attorney Nakima Levy Armstrong defended Thompson's allegations of racial profiling, saying he speaks from experience because his friend was killed.
1: Having lost Philando Castillo in 2016 because an officer could not distinguish between a man minding his own business and driving
3: his car and an actual criminal or bank robber.
2: Garraway Allen said Minnesota's power structure.
3: They don't want a black man that are standing up. They want a controlled black man that is whitewashed that will do whatever they say. And because he's not that man, they're attacking his character and they're using the littlest thing that they can use to attack this man and go after him.
2: Thompson issued a lengthy written statement. Among the comments in it, he said, quote, I previously lived in Wisconsin, and my family and I considered moving back there to care for a family member who will now be coming to live here. I live and work in St. Paul and have for many years. My Wisconsin license hadn't previously posed an issue for me, but I will now be changing it to a Minnesota license as I should have before. During my stop, I was also informed that my license had been suspended for a minor child support issue, one which was resolved long ago. I owe zero dollars in child support. Thompson added, I was able to drive away from this interaction, while other black Minnesotans in very similar situations have not. He ended by saying, quote, we need better, and that's what I'm working towards. I understand that my emotions can sometimes make it hard for some people to hear the real message. These are difficult issues, and I've lost loved ones, but I ask you to work with me. We need a broad coalition, including law enforcement, to come together to understand that Minnesotans that look like me, my family, my friends, and community, are living with these issues every day. I hope we can focus on conversations that center around making that change possible. Unquote State Representative John Thompson this week. Also this week, just before this weekend's COVID interrupted but now returning Twin Cities Pride Festival, Governor Tim Walz issued a controversial executive order.
5: It's done. All right.
2: The governor's order restricts so-called conversion therapy. He labeled it discredited, Byzantine, and very harmful. The
5: idea that you would change someone's basic, who they are... Um, through practices that is not supported by any legitimate organizations, whether they be mental health organizations, medical organizations, or anyone.
2: The governor said the state's message to young people struggling with their sexual identity.
5: We see you, we hear you, and we will make sure that you're in a safe place to be who you are.
2: The Minnesota Family Council strongly opposing the governor's executive order. Spokesman Moses Bradrude says everyone should be free to find the medical care therapy, and support that they need.
0: Young people who may have unwanted same-sex attraction or unwanted gender dysphoria, uh, Governor Walz seems to want to create a state where those young people are not able to uh, find the care that lets them set their own goals.
1: JW, more Minnesota Matters,
5: next. Change a light bulb, save some green. Just replace traditional light bulbs with energy-efficient bulbs and fixtures. If you're like most people, 20% of your home electric bills go directly to lighting. Every light we switch to one bearing the government's Energy Star label uses at least two-thirds less energy than older bulbs. Such a light will save more than $30 in energy costs over its lifetime. Brighten your environmental future from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency.
3: Minnesota Rural Electric Cooperatives. Who are we? We're your neighbors, coworkers, and friends. That's right, we live and work in the community, too. Because of that, we're committed to making sure our electric services stay reliable, affordable, and safe. Throughout the state, Minnesota electric co-ops work independent of each other, but with the same goal, provide power to Minnesota. You have so many other things to worry about. Your electricity isn't one of them. Minnesota Rural Electric Cooperatives, bringing power to the people of Minnesota.
1: Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. new report shows rates of anxiety and depression symptoms skyrocketed throughout 2020. Tasha Radel has more.
3: That's right, JW. Using data from the U.S. Census Bureau's pandemic-era household pulse survey, the U of M School of Public Health found that adults reported rates of anxiety and depression symptoms throughout 2020, and they were substantially higher than pre-pandemic comparisons from similar surveys. Joining me today is Colin Planelp, a senior research fellow at the U of M.
0: For our study, we focused on a set of questions that are used by healthcare providers to screen for anxiety and depression, such as how often people feel anxious, uh, how how often they feel nervous or on edge, and how often they feel down or depressed. Uh, And what we found was really pretty astonishing. In the spring of 2020, more than one-third of U.S. adults reported anxiety or depression symptoms. And by comparison, that's roughly three times the rate from a similar survey conducted before the pandemic in 2019. And we also found that those rates only worsened over the course of the year, rising significantly and peaking around November and December of 2020.
3: When you look at the data, was there any specific age groups this affected, or was it across the board?
0: Yeah, so we saw increases throughout the course of 2020 in uh, almost every age group, but certainly we saw that the uh, rates of anxiety or depression were worst among young adults. So more than half of younger adults ages 18 to 29 reported anxiety or depression symptoms in December 2020, and that's significantly higher than the total adult population of about 42%.
3: And Colin, going a little deeper, did it affect males or females more so?
0: Yeah, so that's another area where we saw significant disparities. Females reported significantly higher rates of anxiety or depression than males throughout the course of the pandemic.
3: And let's break it down even further. Did race play a role?
0: Yeah, so so we saw that almost half Black or Latino adults reported anxiety or depression symptoms. And again, that's significantly higher than the total population rate and higher than the rate we saw for whites as well.
3: And Colin, one of the things I think of is triggers. Uh, Did you see a set, I guess, number of triggers that led to the diagnosis of depression and anxiety?
0: That's a great question. So for our study, we didn't look at exactly what was triggering uh, these experiences, but we have some hints uh, for instance, we saw that uh, adults with lower incomes and lower levels of education also reported a higher rates of anxiety or depression symptoms. Uh, most adults with less than a high school diploma and with incomes less than $25,000 a year reported anxiety or depression symptoms. And that really hints at uh, a large role of the uh, economic crisis surrounding the, the pandemic uh, playing a role, uh, and reinforcing that, we saw that most adults who experienced or said they expected a loss of income uh, due to the pandemic also reported anxiety or depression symptoms. So again, that really suggests that here, the, the economic role of the pandemic really played a a substantial part in these anxiety and depression uh, symptoms that we saw elevated during 2020.
3: While we're about out of time, was there anything else you wanted to leave us with today?
0: Uh, Specifically for Minnesota, I wanted to mention that although Minnesota had one of the lower rates of uh, anxiety and depression symptoms during 2020, uh, that rate did increase significantly over the course of the year. Uh, and, and I also wanted to point out that what these data show us is that uh, th- there was a real mental health toll during the, during the year of the pandemic, and we can't really expect that to just suddenly evaporate. We really need to ensure that people have access to health care to help them recover their mental health as we drag our way out of the pandemic.
3: Thanks again to my guest, Colin Planelp, a senior research fellow at the University of Minnesota.
1: After a short break, Minnesota Matters continues next.
3: Welcome back to
1: Minnesota Matters. The annual PGA Tour stop in Minnesota is coming this week at the TPC Twin Cities in Blaine. Three M Open tees off with several big names in the field and some local excitement. Eminent Sports Director Mike Grimm spoke with Executive Tournament Director
5: Hollis Kavner about having fans back for 2021. Fans can go uh, online to Ticketmaster and and get tickets still today and, and up to and and actually uh, we'll sell tickets at the gates. I mean we still t- we still have a great walk up crowd. You know uh, at the gates we still. Have in 19, you know, we had probably five to six thousand people a day that came and bought at the gates themselves. So we're thinking that we're going to be somewhere in the 25 to 30 thousand range all in this year, which is uh, which is a good number. It's a really strong number coming back from COVID and and everything. And I, I think uh, uh, while people are not 100% back to it, I think I think we're the, we're very close and. Uh, but we feel like we're going to have great crowds. Give our listeners a little bit of an idea of, of what the field's going to look like. Having Ricky Fowler, who's never played here before, come and commit, you know, is, is huge. Sergio's never been here before, so that was a great get. You know, Louis Luce is probably one of the hottest players in golf right now. I mean, he's, he finished second at the U.S. Open, He, you know, was like third at the PGA. Uh, Dustin Johnson is one of the best, you know, he's number one. He's, he's out here. He's ready to play. Um, but we've got a lot of – when you go down the list of top players – our strength of field this year compared to 19 and 20 is, uh, it's off the charts. We're, um, the, you know, the tour rates, the, the strength of field and, and we're so far ahead in points already on, on strength of field. I'm we're, we're super excited about it. Um, you know, we just got a couple of the, the, uh, the guy just won the Scottish open, uh, uh and, and also the, uh, Irish open, both just committed to us. So, uh, you know, when you start looking at that, we feel we feel very good about where we're going to be tournament week, and we actually have a couple more, uh, a couple of big names to announce this week also that we're going to announce later in the week. Wow, that's so, awesome. Uh, Bubba's Bubba's in. He's the only reason he didn't go to the British. It was he didn't. He's been fully vaccinated. He had been around somebody that had COVID, and so as a protocol, Bubba said, "I'm not going. I'm not. You know, he said I'm not worried about getting it myself, but he said I'm not going to go over and, and take a chance uh, on." uh, you know, carrying it or whatever the heck you could do with it. So he, he decided, so Bubba will be here. Matter of fact, we've talked to him, his, uh, he and his wife and, and they're bringing the kids up They're Uh, they're, they're ready for, for a big week here. So it's says, and he's always a, Bubba's always a big favorite. You know, we got us open, uh, Gary Woodland here and, 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 uh, Snedeker's here this year and, and Kuchar you know the the great part is we're getting a lot of guys who didn't come before and i mean getting coach I just love that guy he's he's fabulous great with the fans and everybody loves him so we we've got a lot of the guys that uh um that haven't been here in the past and and uh so we feel good you know um and, and a lot of major championship winners with Schwartzel and all those guys playing so I, I, I think it's going to be a heck of a, a play. And then, of course, you know, Matthew and the young guy, the young guns are coming back. So uh, it's, it's exciting for us to have them back. Yeah, for, so. sure, for sure. And then uh, the Minnesota flavor, I know Angus Flanagan, the, the, the former golfer who's, who's now just turned pro. And then what about guys like uh, Tom Lehman, Tim Heron? I know in the past you have uh, had those guys. Are they, are they going to play or, or have you moved on? You know, it's, it's funny because I actually talked to Tom and him recently and said, look, you guys want to play, and, and you know, out of courtesy, you know. Yep. I said, like, being the local guys, do you want to play? And both of them turned it down and, and, and said, look, we're going to be in, in Europe. Uh, we're going to play in the British senior. We appreciate your, the offer. But, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's time to pass this one on and, and, and let those young guys go out there and, and, and play that long golf course. <laughs> yeah no doubt and how does the course look <laughs> it's it's really good uh speaking of angus uh, he, w- great young kid um we've actually I've, I've given out five more sponsor exemptions to top to the top young players in the country i mean just the you know the the best the best of the best coming out of college so we're gonna have uh angus but we're gonna have uh, there's five other kids that are just off the charts kind of the uh same thing we did a few years ago when we had uh more and everybody played so well here angus has got his work cut out for him but he is such a great young man i've looked forward to having him um and and um you know i i would have loved to have had tom and and tim here because they just they make it fun for me personally since we're all friends um but uh i, I think it's they they were probably pretty smart to say you know what i'm going to go over and play in the, in the british senior and and do all that stuff and 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 um and not have to not have to, to play against guys who are hitting it uh, three thirty and three forty off the tee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no question. Last one for you. I know you're very busy. We appreciate your time. You mentioned earlier the charity aspect of it. Uh, kind of take our listeners through um, what this championship has meant, not just as a PGA event, but even before that as a senior event, and um, and and kind of the yearly uh, you know contribution that uh, this event uh, makes to uh, the Twin Cities and to Minnesota. Well, I think you know 3M is. Well, first off, they such a good partner with us and. So through the 3M science and 3M the, the programs we do with them, we are a big supporter of the Children's uh, Masonic Hospital. We give uh, hundreds of thousands a year to them. We'll give over a million and a half this year, well over a million and a half total. Uh, but um, uh, we also give to the First Tee. Uh, we're big First Tee supporters. We're doing a lot of stuff with uh, uh, helping in downtown Minneapolis and some rebuild things, and and working with some groups in downtown to to help out uh, the situation there. We have a great relationship with uh, Minority Junior Golf and and several groups in in that at the Turn and also Minnesota Minority Junior Golf. But we do a ton with the trying to help kids and and especially the kids who need it, like at, the, at Children's Basonic and things that. That that's big for us, and we also we give uh, we take care of the uh, uh, the YMCA's and Y and YWCA's. Uh, also, we give a lot of money to them, trying to again trying to help out with with families and kids. That's three M Open Executive Tournament Director Hollis Cavenor
1: with M Mike Grimm. The four day tournament runs July twenty second through the twenty fifth. More Minnesota Matters next.
3: As a young teenage
0: boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still
3: wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day
5: I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said... Our son has autism.
2: Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 110 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 600% increase in the last 20 years. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism
1: Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Minnesota Matters. We are just over a month away from the return of the Minnesota State Fair, and as you might expect, the buildup increasing day by day. I spoke to the fair's Danielle Dellinger about two aspects of that buildup each year, starting with the hiring of workers for the 12 days of the fair.
4: So we at the Minnesota State Fair are looking to hire 1,000 people for fair time positions at the 2021 Great Minnesota Get-Together. Um, this is you know typically around the number of people we hire each year but we know that this year as many companies and organizations are feeling the heat um, we know it might be a little difficult to hire this year so we are trying to get that word out um, trying to make sure to let everyone know that the Minnesota State Fair is hiring for 12 days of fun uh, August 26th through Labor Day September 6th this year.
1: Positions available among those 1,000 are as varied as the fair experience itself.
4: We have many different positions available, and many of them don't require prior work experience. So some of the positions include ticket selling, ticket taking, parking and park and ride attendants, public safety employees, food service, riding games, barn attendants, retail sales, custodians, and more. So there really is something for everyone. You do have to be 16-plus to apply, um, but really then the, the opportunities from there just – there are many. So.
1: Hiring specialists do work with each candidate to find the best position for them during the run of the fair.
4: Well, we look for a number of different things. So um, if we do feel like your past experience, if required for the job, though many don't require it, um, and your interests match a job we we definitely try to find you a position so um you know we just ask that you come ready to work with a smile and a great attitude and hopefully we can find you a position here for the 12 days of the fair
1: first step to a state fair job can be taken right at home dullinger says
4: in order to apply for a job at the minnesota state fair we ask that you go to our website mnstatefair.org and fill out a registration form first then you can wait at least 24 hours and then you can come into our employment center. We will do some screening questions to see what positions might fit your interests and experience and then we will have you interview with one of our department superintendents or one of our supervisors to see if you might be a great fit for one of those 12-day jobs.
1: I asked Dullinger what makes working at the fair so special and a positive opportunity for job seekers out there.
4: As someone who works at the Minnesota State Fair myself, I started as an intern, so I started working just in the summer and then those 12 days. I can say it's an absolutely phenomenal experience. It's such a team-like atmosphere. Everyone's in it together to get the job done Um, we have a lot of perks like different awards programs and prizes and things like that so it really is just a super fun atmosphere and everyone comes together to put on minnesota's greatest end of summer tradition so we hope that you'll come join our team this year it's it's one of the best jobs you'll ever have
1: Dellinger says the pool of workers each year is made up of more than just people from the metro
4: We do obviously have a lot of metro workers as it's easy to get here, but we do have people from greater Minnesota come and work at the fair. Some people take off from their, what we call it, their big kid jobs and decide to work all 12 days with us. Some are retirees, some are students, so we encourage those from all across the state of Minnesota if you're able to apply to work at the Minnesota State Fair this year because it takes everyone to put on this great Minnesota get-together for the entire state of Minnesota.
1: Along with job opportunities there's a second part of the fair buildup that younger Minnesotans need to take note that could also put money in their pockets.
4: We are awarding 20 scholarships of $1,000 each. Um, these scholarships are funded by the Minnesota State Fair Foundation, so we are encouraging rural youth so those in greater Minnesota, as well as those who are enrolled in an agriculture program um, in 2021-2022, that school year. Um, So the application process is available online at mnstatefair.org, and they are due August 2nd, 2021, at 4.30 p.m. So we do have those Minnesota State Fair scholarships available, as well as one Christensen Farms family scholarship available as well for $1,000. So we encourage those who um, are eligible to apply.
1: A key partner of the fair also offering scholarships for interested youth.
4: There are also scholarships available um, through the Minnesota Livestock Breeders Association. These are separate from the state fair scholarships and the Christensen Farms scholarship. Um, so those do have a different deadline. It's August 1st uh, at 4:30 p.m. of this year and it does need to be um, to 4-H members uh, who want to further their education and work toward a post-secondary degree at an accredited college or university. So to apply for those you do need to visit mmpurpleribbonauction.org.
1: Dullinger described what judges look for in scholarship recipients each year.
4: If those who really are committed to their future and their interest in agriculture and furthering their education. So those who are committed to pursuing that education, it's those who have a passion about the state fair, have a passion about agriculture, and have a passion about seeing agriculture um, grow and expand and see how important agriculture really is to the state of Minnesota.
1: These scholarships, Dullinger said, run right in line with what the fair is all about.
4: The Minnes- State fair, while it is about food and music and entertainment and rides, it really is built on agriculture. Agriculture is always going to be the heart of the Minnesota State Fair. Our exhibitors are what make the fair. Competition is a huge part of the fair. So we want to invest in our youth and their future and really encourage those to have an interest in agriculture and pursuing that interest
1: whether looking for a job or hunting for a scholarship place to go for all the information mnstatefair.org and that'll do it for another edition of minnesota matters
0: i'm scott peterson on behalf of all of us here at mnn thanks for joining us and tune in again next week for minnesota matters on this mnn station